Welcome to Healing Your Families. I'm Emma Lou Penrod and I help you as a parent go from frustration, stress, and overwhelm to calm, confidence, and joy so you can achieve the quality of family life that you desire. This is, we're beginning a theme this month on, on well-being, wellness, and this in, includes several areas of family life. But today we're focusing on physical health, physical well-being. And I'm honored to have as my guest another Win-Win Women show host, Nancy White. And she has a very impressive bio, so I'm going to share that now. Nancy White wants to live in a world where people will thrive and not just survive, both physically and financially. In her business, she assists health-conscious adults in creating healthy lifestyles they can tweak as they age and provides resources and connections to help businesses scale and add additional income streams. Nancy started her entrepreneurial journey 38 years ago after leaving corporate America. Since that time, she started several businesses. Some flopped, some sold, and some blossomed, but learning has never stopped. A natural gift for Nancy is connecting people, especially for business. She served as the foundation leader for eWomen Network from 2006 to 2020, established the first HeartLink Network for Women in Charlotte in 2008, and is part of other chambers and networking groups. She was once referred to as the most connected person in Charlotte. Her first book, GRT Journal, is an Amazon bestseller. Her second book is a collaboration of entrepreneurs. Light at the End of the Funnel, Volume 2, is an international Amazon bestseller. And a third collaborative book, Radical Self-Love, released in May of 2020. She has been cultivating her healthy sales chick business since 2005. Currently, she's the co-host of the North Carolina Happy Neighborhood Networking. Nancy recently launched her TV show, The Healthy Sales Chick, on Win Win Women TV. And her show is actually right after this one. Nancy recently, the, <clears throat> Nancy was the host and executive producer of the network show. She is also a founding member of YEP, that's Young Entrepreneur Project. Nancy, welcome. Thank you so much, Emma Lou. This is such a fun delight to be with you. I love your background. You have had so much experience in business and health-related topics, and I just know there's a story to go with your journey. Can you tell us about how you became the healthy sales chick? I love that label. Oh, thank you so much. So, Emma Lou, it really started um, with the premature deaths of my father when I was nine. My dad died of Hodgkin's disease. And then my oldest brother, John, was studying to be a doctor when he was in the Navy. At 22, discovered his own leukemia and lived two years longer. So after their premature deaths, it really 
became just more and more for myself to learn and to research about being preventative and living a health conscious um, lifestyle. So unfortunately, you know, those things happen in families and lives, but medicine has a great place, Emily. Those two cancers that my father and brother both died of are now curable. But my mom was 96 when she moved home to be at the Lord and she was the help nut. And we were always using some alternative things like collodial silver and different uh, modalities. But I have been a researcher for over 30 years with doctors and scientists and different people. Again, that thirst for knowledge. And for myself, I get to be 70 next month. But you know what? We want to live our best and, like we said, thrive and not just survive. And I love helping cancer thrivers and people that have gone through some challenges because we get new bodies every six to eight years. So you might as well make a new good one. But, you know, that was sort of what got me started into this journey. And then I will, again, never stop learning. And a lot of things over the years we've learned, you know, through genetically modified foods, you know, things that had toxins and impurities and all kinds of things that we were having to combat. And especially in this day and time, it's not that we can just take a vitamin, a one a day vitamin. Some people remember one a day vitamins, <laughs> but you know, we can't just pop a, a vitamin and be good. We are now having to supplement, but we also have to be preventative. But, you know, we have to combat all those things that mind, body, and spirit are always being bombarded with day in and day out. That's true. That's true. And, and I agree with you. I, I believe that our, our bodies were made to heal themselves. And if, if, if given the proper nutrition, rest, water, that we can take care of our bodies and have them last and service well. And I, I, I prefer natural remedies myself. So tell me about some of the, your favorite preventative natural remedies. Well, in this day and time, we know that keeping our immune system built up is huge. Um, and so using some natural supplements, because there's a lot of things on the market. There's a lot of great nutritions on the market. But I want to make sure that I'm taking some things that are protecting my brain. Also, I did ballet for nine years in Malou, and my knees used to grind when I go up and down steps. So I use some natural things to help with joint and cartilage to nourish that. And it takes cartilage about two years to regrow, but you have to keep nourishing it. Um, so everybody goes through some little challenges here and there. I mean, even... For sunscreens, skin cancer is the number one cancer. It still is. And I was born before sunscreen was invented. <laughs> so I've gone through a couple of challenges um, with, you know, some little places of um, skin cancer. But I've also reversed osteoporosis naturally over the last 30 something years and using some great um, natural things like stronium, a good calcium, um, great omegas, weight bearing exercises. Keeping pH is huge for all of us. And that's what I love helping my cancer thrivers with is being able to make good, better, best choices on alkaline versus acidic foods, testing the saliva or the urine, and it gives them peace of mind. So there's a lot of different things that I love um, helping people with. 
And I don't want to keep talking on and on about all these things, but, you know, being preventative. For example, you love natural things. Viruses can't live in a saline environment, so you can make your own saline solution. Boil a cup of water, put a half a teaspoon of sea salt, a half a teaspoon of bacon um, soda in it, and just let it cool. But when you're spraying your nose before you go into crowds or whatever, before and after, it's another way to be preventative. Um, or if you've got a cold or feeling bad or your children do, you can use that saline and also put some peroxide in the ears that they, to avoid sinus infections. So there's a lot of different little tips and tricks but you know, but I think for the most part is being able to read labels, to know where the nutritionals are that you're consuming. Um, in the same time, you can Google anything and you can look for clinical studies for certain supplements because it does matter. We want absorption levels to be, you know, at least 90%, but we want it to be um, things that are going to be beneficial for today, but also into the future. Exactly. You know, and I think, you know, I, I, what I see families facing right now is a huge challenge is they feel that time crunch more and more. Both parents are working. And so it is so tempting just to stop at a fast food store on your way home from work or get takeout. It just seems faster and easier. And then I've noticed more of, I think some children are much pickier eaters and they just, and so, and it's, it's easier just to give your child what they want rather than, you know. What's good for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, with families, I love to give some suggestions and that's what we're here for is to give some suggestions and try some things and see if they work. And if they don't, then try something different. But I really encourage communication even more so in this day and time. And so like on a Sunday afternoon, have just a 10, 15 minute family gathering, even for small children. And, you know, talk about the schedules that are coming up for the week. And it's fun to let the smallest one go first. And, you know, but this is another kind of family time together. But talk about what's coming up. Talk about meal planning. Talk about, you know, some fun things to try and, and to be able to do together as a family. You can even do some meal prep on Saturday or Sunday. Let everybody participate. Um, I had a great cookbook years ago. It said, you know, cook for two days and you'll have meals for 21 days. But that's planning ahead and, you know, putting some things in the freezer. But letting children be a part of some things like when you go to the grocery store, let a, your child, you know, pick out something might be different, a new fruit or a new vegetable. Um, but, you know, when you include children in with cooking and preparing and being a part of it, yes, it takes a little bit more time. But, you know, it's well worth it. But explaining to a child why, I mean, just, just not because I told you so. You want to make meal planning and have that time fun and just talk about it. You can even get some great pictures um, of the body and that's educational, talking about, you know, the different food groups and how it affects the different parts of the body. You've got a teenage boy, then he's going to be, you know, wanting to be muscle building and doing those types of things. You need to share with him about the different types of protein and the different 
protein pacing and a whole bunch of different educational things and how it helps the body overall. It shows the children that, you know, what we're doing is we're teaching them to um, eat to live and not live to eat. And so helping children, I've got a seven and a nine-year-old grandsons. And when they come to my house, they come in and go, Nanny, can we make some creek water? Because one of the things that I have done for them for like several years is we've got some delicious um, natural electrolyte drinks and, and one's blue raspberry, one's orange, and one's lemon lime. And then even if you throw a little bit of greens in there, when you mix them all together, they make brown water. And it tastes like a delicious punch, but we call it creek water. So they go, can we have some creek water? And so when you're making it fun for kids and being, you know, adventurous sometimes, they're having some incredible nutrition and they don't even know it. And but it gives moms peace of mind knowing my child is getting the right nutrients that they need for a growing healthy body and especially ionic minerals. The body needs water, number one, and ionic minerals, number two, and especially for children that are growing and developing that brain chemistry is huge. And in this country, a lot of times children get diagnosed with not paying attention. We won't call it what it really, they've labeled it. But I tell moms, get the child off of dyes, get them off of sugar, get them off of the things that are going to be infuriating that um, action where they really cannot pay attention. But I think making the family a part of it and why, because, you know, these are our temples until we get our permanent maintenance free one and we want to take care of it, but also explaining and bringing this full, the whole family together and just, you know, try some different things, buy some things. And when you talk about picky eaters, well, who's buying the food and who's bringing it in the house, mm-hmm. so, you know? Yeah. You just have to realize, well, they only eat such and such. Well, they had to start eating that such and such at some time. I loved what you were saying about let them be involved. Let them pick mm-hmm. at the groceries, the vegetables in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I, I heard one suggestion I think is brilliant is sometimes when you go to a farmer's market, there's a wider variety and they let you sample it. So mm-hmm. invite them to try you know, three new vegetables or three new kinds of fruit. Mm -hmm. And then I remember my mother teaching me as I would set the table and help her prepare for the meal that you always needed a green vegetable and then a yellow or orange vegetable. And, Mm -hmm. and, And I noticed that in all of her meals, she served at least two vegetables. My, my father, he was, Oh, he, he would go, he was normally a very quiet, stoic man. He was a reader. He was, you know, more quiet and reserved. But when he would sit down at the dinner table, he would, oh, yum, you made this. This is my favorite. And if we would complain about the food and say, you don't like that? That's what won the West. And he (laughs) would just go into this big song and dance about, Oh, this is so good. We're so lucky to have this, especially if it was something that they believed was good for us. Now, Mm -hmm. back then, people thought liver was a healthy thing to eat. So every time my mother served liver 
He would rave about it. So I grew up thinking that was his favorite thing. And after I got married, I invited him over to dinner and I served him liver. And he just sat there and stared at it and he said, you know, I never did like it. I just ate it so you guys would eat it. <laughs> so I know that the parents can, especially the father. I, I read mm -hmm. one survey that said children are more influenced by tend to eat the way their father does. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, the dad in the home has a big influence. And if the parents are modeling eating healthy foods, and then like you said, involving the children in the decision making. And I get really excited when I see families that move together. You know, they go biking. Everybody in the family has a bike. They go biking together. They play tent, you know, they they incorporate that, you know, physical movement as a family activity. That's interesting because I read something the other day about that. Also, Emily, that said 30 minutes after they get home from school, because a lot of times they've just been sitting, you know, whether it's during the class and on the bus, that first 30 minutes after they get home and maybe have a little snack, that's a time for them to be able to exercise and do some things together like even as a family or whatever, um, but just working that into it because exactly what you're saying, if you do it together and it's more fun and you know why you're doing it and you're just, you know, it's great for everybody, everybody's body. <laughs> and so, you know, it gets them into that mindset that this is natural and normal. This is what I should be doing and being including in my day. And so, um, but making it fun, just like you said, you know, Get out the hula hoop, get out chalk, play hopscotch, you know, do some things, um, you know, weather permitting. And if it's not permitted in the weather or whatever, then find something inside you can do. There are so many different fun apps and different things that, you know, you can just dance together. So, but I thought that was really interesting that you mentioned that because that, again, is part of bonding for the family and, and helping the family. It's the glue that's going to help them to stay together. I love that comment about that first half hour after school. That's mm -hmm. interesting because I think some families make that homework time. Mm -hmm. So maybe it would be better to move that. And that's another activity, you know, that, that could be done, you know, everyone's sitting around the table studying mm -hmm. or reading. But keeping that first half hour when they get home is let's move. Mm -hmm. Go play outside, go ride a bike, do something active. I think that's true. So are there, I know you mentioned that, oh, we need supplements. There was one comment you made that reminded me. So you can pick up, especially a package of pudding and you read the list of ingredients and there is no food in it. It's all chemicals. Mm -hmm. So my, I think the best nutrition advice I heard was to eat a variety of foods as close to their natural state as possible. So eating an, uh, a fresh apple would be healthier than apple pie, that kind of an idea. And, I, and right now we have, our food is so processed. Mm -hmm. And it is, and it's unfortunately because 
the more processed it is, the longer it can sit on shelves or in storage. It's usually about money. And so, uh, but making those little shifts of having those fresh, you know, fruits or vegetables or frozen if possible. I mean, we've learned, you know, a lot of difference between some people are even growing gardens right now with their families. And they're, you know, teaching their children about how to freeze and how to can. And so they're making that a family effort too. But doing some things like you're talking about, making it fun. I mean, you can make French toast and just, you know, have um, egg and just have cut up, you know, different parts on it, you know, decorate it and make a face on it with fruit on it and things like that. So there's fruits and vegetables. You can make fun little bugs and different things out of I mean. We used to, when we were growing up, you know, they say, yes, put some peanut butter and some celery and put raisins on it, be ants on a log. It's like, <laughs> you, can do, you can find and Google some fun things to do, especially with children. Let them create it and then let them eat it. And, you know, I'm thinking of something else as you said that, and that's the parents' attitude about mm -hmm. food. You know, is, is food used to comfort or to reward or I, I heard we won't use that word bribe <laughs> no 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 <laughs> positive incentive positive incentive but you know if if the parents are have a are modeling that you know and I've even heard of you know use food as your medicine and mm. there are times when I can tell I need to eat more vegetables. I need to get more fiber in my diet. Or um, some foods give me more energy. And I know, okay, I'm hitting that midday lag time. I need to snack on some mm -hmm. celery, something crunchy mm -hmm. that tends to wake me up. Well, that's fun because you mentioned celery and it's one of those negative calorie foods that it takes more calories to burn than it has in it. And so celery is one of those um, great foods that has, you know, lots of water in it. And <clears throat> people don't realize sometimes how great watermelon is. Watermelon is one of the best alkaline uh, foods that you can eat. And so, um, but those are all great thoughts like you do for yourself, Emily, because you know your own body. And that's one of the things that parents are teaching children to, to recognize and acknowledge, you know, if they're, if they're dehydrated, especially um, in the months, you know, even for children, they need to be drinking half their body weight in ounces of water. Um, they need to have those electrolytes, you know, for every cell, happy, healthy cell needs electrolytes inside and out. It's not just for sweaty athletes. So, you know, as parents are doing these things and explaining it to children, and that becomes, they love being knowledgeable. Then you can even make it fun, like having a quiz, you know, mm. um, different foods that you've gone through and um, found out the variety and what they're good for in the different parts of your body. You can have fun little quizzes and, you know, make it uh, just a fun game. I love that, that knowledge, sharing that knowledge. Now, you used a term that I want to ask you, you said that we need ionic minerals, Ionic minerals and pretty much, yeah, ionic minerals are natural in the soils and in the earth um, and pretty much everything has gotten depleted of it because of farming practices and different things. 
So ionic minerals, when you look at different fruits and vegetables, you can look at the mineral content. There's, I've also got a list of minerals. When your body's lacking that mineral, your body has a craving for certain foods and they're not all good foods, but, but, you know, but, you know, ionic minerals are something that are incredible for brain chemistry. And so, but just doing a little bit of research and just going, you know, what foods have the, the best ionic minerals in them and just making sure that you've got that well-rounded. Um, so that would mean the atoms are formed with ionic bonds. Is that, I mean, how, how would, I, I guess I, I, you know, it should be familiar. I just wasn't quite sure I understood but um, it's just really it's minerals it's natural minerals okay natural natural minerals. Minerals. okay not synthetically made okay that you know <laughs> now that makes sense thank you and i i do and i had heard that too that the soil is depleted so you know vegetables today have less nutrition in them than vegetables of 50 60 years ago but still, it you know they're they're still a good a good choice. Remember that good, better, best choice. So yes, you're absolutely correct, um, Emily. You just you know teaching to eat healthy and eat well that you know well rounded also. And sometimes you know it is education, and you do want to read labels, and you want to teach your children to read labels. And if they can't pronounce something or if they want to look it up, they're Googling up. They're using those little computers all the time anyways. Let the children look up the nutritional value of some things. Give them part of yeah. the technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I, I truly believe, you know, knowledge is applied. Knowledge is power. When we apply what we learn and use it, it's, it's powerful. So, when parents do this, they're giving their children this legacy of a healthy body, and it really, they're laying the groundwork. I mean, proper nutrition in the early years, as you mentioned, their brain health, it's not just their bodies, they'll be able to do better in school. They'll be, their focus will improve. Absolutely, and, and you know, and I know our time's coming to a close pretty quickly, Emily, but you know, I think something else along with, you know, picking those good things for them to be able to consume. We're also, these precious children are combating stress and anxiety. It's now one out of two. And teaching those um, precious ones about healthy ways to be able to release and and to that spirit of fear that's always being bombarded. And that could be another conversation another day. But I think just for families to realize it's not just because somebody may not be hungry or they may not be wanting to eat something. There could be some other things that are going on also in, you know, having discernment and having giving grace and space. But that's why communication is so huge from such a small, young age to make it, you know, talking back and forth and being able to talk about anything about different conversations and having the parents to be on the same page. You know, when something's going to be coming up in your family dynamic, the parents need to talk about it and then, you know, be in agreement 
and then being able to present and being having the everybody be a part of that communication and understanding is huge and to me that gives that security it's like that security blanket um, that you're putting around your family but I think that's something that you know again that can be another discussion for another day but just making sure that you know having that that loving kind relationship and respect respect for each other um, and just you know and not just get mad because somebody doesn't want to do something or you know, they don't want to eat or whatever, then you know what, then let that person just decide for themselves, give them choices. That's teaching the brain both sides. I mean, you do know that more than anybody when you're doing, you know, working with children and families, you're giving them choices and letting them decide, um, you know, what they're going to choose. If they're only going to eat one little thing, or if you're giving them a choice going, you know, if you've got a real picky eater, whatever, give them two fairly healthy choices Um, and just, you know, go from there. Yes. So Nancy, you have a lot of valuable health information for families. What's the best way for them to contact you? I know they can go to your page. Your links are all on your page and you're on channel two right after this. So how else can they contact you? Through my website is really easy. Um, it's thehealthysaleschick.com. And when you go there, there's a couple of fun free quizzes. One is about stress, which is associated with the six top killers in this country. And they can do a fun little stress quiz and get some healthy tips. Or they can do a healthy um, checkup and just also get some healthy tips. But that's probably the easiest way, Emily, to um, get in touch and connect with me. Thehealthysaleschick.com. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nancy, thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate that. And thank you listeners for joining in. Come back next week at the same time. We'll be talking with Laura Christine, and she is an expert gardener. Gardening is something a family could do together. And if you haven't already, please go to Number five, values. Number four, families. That's fivevaluesforfamilies.com. And I'm using number five and number four for those words. And this is an opportunity. I've done a presentation on how to heal and strengthen your family. And you can get a complimentary copy of that. So this is Emily Penrod, and until next week, love yourself and love your families. We're making the world a better place by strengthening families. And I'm, this is Emily Penrod at HealingYourFamilies.com.